We are in Simon Reish Mem Hay. We are up to Sif Beis. We'll be doing from Beis through Dalid. Now, Reish Mem Hay was dealing with a Jew and non-Jew that have a partnership. They are partners in a business. And the question is how to run it with regard to Shabbos. If the non-Jew would like to do Malacha on Shabbos, uh, the Jew obviously is not. How do they divide the profits? And we saw that th- there were two options. One is that before they actually make the Kenyan to uh, uh, put the Shutfis into effect, um, they stipulate that the partnership is such that the Jew has no responsibilities on Shabbos, the non-Jew does. The Jew has responsibilities on a different day and the non-Jew doesn't. And then when they split the profits, the non-Jew takes the profits of Shabbos, the Jew will take profits of his weekday. That's one option. The other option was, if they didn't make any stipulation then according to the Rambam, which is the way the Mechaber Paskin, um, the non-Jew who did the work on Shabbos must take all of the prophets of Shabbos, then the Jew and non-Jew will equally split the rest of the week. The Rosh held that if, if you didn't make any stipulation, if at the end you just split the prophets equally, then that is fine. Um, the Ramah allowed us to rely on that only in a case of Hefzid Merubah, where well, there's a great loss of money. Says the Mechaber now, Siv Beis, they made a t'nai, which means that the non-Jew should be taken schar Shabbos, the Jew should be taken a weekday. If the non-Jew then decides, you know, let's not bother with a cheshben. You take half, I take half. Let's assume that what you got on your weekday was the same as what I got on my Shabbos. That is mutter. Says the Mishnabur, this is all if it was not initiated by the Jew. But if the Jew comes along and says, you know, let's split equally, then that would show us that he was never serious with his stipulation and he really wanted uh, to be a full partner, including for Shabbos, and the non-Jew did work for him. Siv Gimel. What happens if they did not make any stipulation? Yesh Tikun. So what do you do? You want to see to it that you can split everything equally. The Mechaber, remember, even in Hefzid Merubah, uh, did not rely on the rush. He therefore holds like the Rambam, that at the end you would have to have the, the non-Jew take all of the Shabbos prophets and split the rest evenly, and the Jew couldn't get any more than that. Um, so, and, and they've already been mishtatev. It's too late to make a tonight. What do you do? So what you do is you make a bitol on the shutfis, you get rid of the partnership, and then you start the partnership again anew, and there you make this condition. How do you do that? So we have several options. They go back to the person they bought it from, and they give the money back to him, it becomes his again, and then he gives it to them as, as shutfim, but this time they stipulate that the non-Jew is going to be working on Shabbos and the Jew on a weekday. O yim if the initial of the person they bought it from is not cooperative or is not around, they can just go, give the whole thing to a stranger, and then when they take it back from him, they make that tonight. The Yatsu Vyaknu Bishutfis, then they should buy it back from him Bishutfis. Vyasnu Bishasaknia. Vinishtatvu Bachanus Velohisnu. What happens in the case of a shop, a store, where they did not make a t'nai? What they could do is let, let them say, we're breaking up, we're not partners anymore, each one takes his share. Then what they do is, is they, they do the shutfis over again. And then they'll make the stipulation. Then um, what happens if it, you were makabal this karka 
to work the shutfis with the non-Jew, Yavatlu Hashituf, so the Jew and the non-Jew should be Mavatl their Shutfis, the Yimchlu Zelazev, they should be Mochl one another, and then they'll make a new Shutfis, and again they'll make the Tanai, the Yasnu Bidchila. Hagos says the Ramah, it is mutter to go and rent your chalik to the non-Jew, meaning you tell him, listen, I have a chalik in Shabbos, I'll rent it to you, I'll give you a flat rate, I'll rent it to you, and, uh, and, uh, and then the profit is yours. So that means the non-Jew is paying the Jew, and then he keeps all of the profits. Or you pay him to get a certain amount of work done. Now, and, and he sends us back to Liel Sosim Reishmem Dalit. So the Mishnah Brura asks, over there it was a special hetir because of Hefzad Merubah. According to some, it was only mutter out of fear that you'll do Malacha Darais if they won't allow you to do it. So the Magamad Avram explains that we're talking about a case of Havla. You're not getting Schar Shabbos. We're talking about together with a weekday. And uh, what's the problem? Over there we said it was also because of Marasayan. Here, since you have a non-Jewish partner that is not considered Marasayan, Marasayan is only when something is totally owned by a Jew. Sif Gimel. That's Sif Dalad now. Yochol Yisrael litin Yehudi most les asuk behem, va'afal pishen Yehudi nosav and osam b'shabes, cholik imo kol aschar b'shove, mipnei shen malacha zo moteles al Yisrael la'asosa, shenomer shen Yehudi osa um, the, the, a Jew goes and invests with a non-Jew and says, we split the profit, I give you money, you invest the money, we split the profit. The non-Jew do, does work on Shabbos. No problem. Why is that? Um, because the non-Jew did not have to do work on that day. He did work because he wants to make his share of the profits. Now, what's the problem? Um, the problem is that there should be an issue of Maris in here. For that, cause it, it, that it looks as if you asked the non-Jew to do malacha for you. Since everyone knows that the Jew and the non-Jew share it, they're not going to say that really belongs to the Jew alone. That's only in such a case where the non-Jew is the one who himself is taking care of the money. Meaning, I am, I am putting up the capital, he's doing the investing. Um, what happens if they, the way they divide it is that the Jew has to put in the same amount of work as the non-Jew did on Shabbos? Oser. There the halach is that is oser. Because it means that the non-Jew is, is doing his share by working on Shabbos, which means he's doing it in place of you. Now, um, in the case of, uh, of where, where I invest my money, I give the non-Jew my money, and he goes and invests it, and, and he gets his share of it, where we say it's a daid de and that's fine, that's only mutter bahav law. If he tells you, you get this amount for this day, and, that, and one day is Shabbos, the halach is that you couldn't take the profit from it because of schar Shabbos. It would have to be bahav law dafka. Um, Rav Moshe Feinstein has a, a tshuva um, dealing with the question of, uh, of a bank account, a savings account, where you make, uh, uh, um, or a money market account, where you make interest. Um, the problem there is that you have them where the interest is, is uh, compounded daily. So the problem is, why aren't you getting Schar Shabbos explicitly? It should only be Mutter Bahav Law. So Moshe says 
that since um, legally the day begins at midnight and ends at the next midnight, um, Shabbos, w- w- the money you're getting for a Shabbos, includes Motsoi Shabbos up until midnight, from when Shabbos is out until midnight. So what you're getting is not only Shabbos, but part of the weekday, and uh, we would consider that Havla. Um, the only problem would be um, when you have two days uh, in a row, you have a Shabbos and a Yantif. Now, even there, that's not problematic, because the first day, um, although it began when it was already Shabbos, it ends into Yontif. Yes, so there it would be a problem because it runs into Yontif. The second day there would not be problematic. The first day there would be problematic. The second day, which was Yontif, would be fine because uh, you're getting the scar for Yontif and Motsoi Yontif up until midnight. But the two days in a row are problematic because the first day uh, begins at midnight of Shabbos and ends midnight of Yontif. And certainly if it's three days in a row, so Rav Moshe says that you have to go and calculate how much profit you made for that day, what interest you made for that day, and give it anonymously to tzedakah. You cannot get even acknowledgement for it. You can't get hanar out of it. You can't benefit from it. But he says that you have to give that away. Otherwise, you're getting schar Shabbos behedya. That's not considered havlaw. So again, um, as a rule, uh, the only way that you can have a non-Jew working your money for you on Shabbos is if you're not getting schar Shabbos alone, it's bahavlaw. One other thing is, it's got to be clear that you're not telling him to work on Shabbos. If you're telling him to work on Shabbos, then that's also because of the regular halach of Amir Le'akum on Shabbos.